Is everyone having a good week here in the United States of America? We uh, today we inaugurated the new president, vice president. So we we do a, a transition of power that that happens uh, that can happen every four years. So we had that going on today. Of course, it's not there's not not any less political turmoil for whatever side anyone's on. But uh, as a country, that's what happened uh, here today. In New York, it decided to be really cold and snow a little bit uh, this morning. And by a little bit, I mean there was a detection of flurries in the air. And to me, that's a blizzard. To me, it, it blizzarded in New York today. As far as I'm concerned, I saw some white on some of the bushes. And as far as I'm concerned, me and Dawn living in the same place. As soon as I see that, I'm like, wow, I guess I guess I need those goggles everyone buys. But but uh, yeah, it's been it's been cold, but the weather stays the weather stays compared to what what it was to live here in New York when I was a kid, where you were guaranteed blizzards that would knock out everything for at least a week. To now, um, I think when it snowed, it snowed here a few weeks ago, and it was there was actual snow on the ground. That was the first time in years it had done that for I think it was about six or so inches. That was the first time in years when when I was a kid, it was it would be a couple of feet at least. So I'm on team that I'm on team no snow. Have your white Christmases somewhere else. Um, but uh, but yes, keep it on the same for the traffic and everything else. All the stuff that it does It's beautiful when it snows. It's the next three days that are horrible when when the traffic and the ice and the the, the dirty snow and all that stuff. But we continue on as we lean in. We lean into January, and and where our site and pages and DMs start to to get bombarded with the. Turns out, my resolution wasn't as clear as I wanted it to be, or it's not easy to transition uh, to transition from a certain lifestyle to the completely opposite lifestyle uh, in a matter of one day, especially especially when. Um, when you've been, when you're changing something dramatically, you've been doing your whole life. Now, a lot of us, meaning humans, but of course us in this group as well, the stuff that we want to change isn't, it isn't a new habit. We're trying to change old habits. And especially when we're like, hey, finally, no more, uh, which is the stuff that I know I go through and so many of you do, the, okay, never again kind of thing. And, and it could be something you've been doing for 40 plus years that, that, that cycle, you were able to escape it. I know that some of my, I wouldn't say bad habits to give them, to give them that moral bound, that moral, uh, attachment, but the unhealthy habits that I had, um, I was able to get away with them in my twenties and, and, and slightly a little more sloppily in my thirties. But now I can't. Now I can't. There are simply decisions that I make for my body, decisions that I make for business, decisions that I make for life that 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 aren't easy to escape if you if you make the bad one. And so, so for me, learning and and staying on my gauges, staying on those gauges, and saying, okay, emotion kills business. Let's uh, let's stay in our gauges, stay in our plan, stay in our goal. Uh, regardless of how much you want to do this, regardless of how good that looks, regardless of how tempting it is, you have to stay. Does this serve my my goal? Does this serve my life? Does this get me towards what I want? 
if the answer is no, it sucks. It doesn't suck any less than it did when you were a kid and you want what you want when you want it. It doesn't suck any less. You just have to make the proper decision because if you keep doing what you're doing, you just keep getting what you're getting. It's it's the universe is math and unfortunately that's the way it works. And no matter how much we tried, we didn't study, but we knew that if we just put the right intention, we might pass the test. You failed that test and you know it. So did I every single time. Uh, at some point, you're just like, all right, here's here's a like they the they say you know, you have to you you just have to understand the position of the game. When we do uh, jujitsu uh, as we as as a team, um, it's an individual sport. You but you compete as a team in the sense of that all your entire team descends down on whatever tournament it is, and you try and gather as many as many uh, medals as you can. Well. As you grind towards a tournament, the, the, the training sessions are brutal. One monster after the next trying to kill you. Brutal, brutal, brutal. But then with about a week to go before the tournament, ease up. Everyone goes 50%. No one trying to kill anyone. You're working techniques and transitions, and you're being safe because, as, a, as our, our team leader will say, you, if you don't already know it now, in these next few days, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get any better. But you could get a lot worse. So be safe and be smart. And I feel like that made so much sense to me. And I wish I could have applied it to high school me who who would always try and cram or try to find some sort of way that magical thinking that would get me through something. And, and all it got me through was a clear path, a clear path, unencumbered. One of the few times in my life I've had a clear, unencumbered path. Uh, was for a few years of summer school. It's amazing how clear my path to summer school was when I had all of the woo-woo thinking of passing tests as opposed to just studying like everybody else. All the dummies, you would ask me. Look at these dummies going home to study. Yeah, guess who, was, guess who wasn't at summer school? Guess who wasn't uh, doing these things? So, um, recognizing these things as we go into and recognizing it for not only for your work, for your coworkers, for those of you who have clients out there, recognizing it for your clients. We're all, we're all going through the same thing at the same time. If you, uh, if you listen to the transitions of, of power here in the United States, there's a lot of times you can chime in and say, Hey, listen, if you would have just followed gauges, if you would have just paid attention to not the emotional standpoint, but take, take an actual account of the mathematical problem in front of you, or the behavioral problem in front of you. You could, we, we could have handled this differently. We could have seen the bigger picture and not acted emotionally. And so uh, on every level, uh, this exists. I remember uh, so many of you are probably sick of this story, but when, when I first was getting into um, business, I really wanted to know business and be at the head of the business. And, and coming from poverty and coming from, military background, which is also poverty and, and doing that stuff. I thought like, I just want to be, um, I, I feel like side note, I feel like I hear an echo. Can everyone just make sure they're on mute? I just wanted to be on, um, in, in a position in which I wanted to be at the table with these billionaires. I wanted to be at the table with these millionaires. The ones that I would read about, I wanted to be at the table with them. And so I learned everything I could about business, every single way in which I could learn business. And, and I ended up there. 
and I ended up there. And, and again, if I if I had been a little a little wiser in the sense when when you do get to those tables, the millionaires and billionaires they don't want my advice about money. They've got this covered. Thank you, Thousandaire, for your for your advice on how to be a billionaire. Uh, but what they were asking was was for hey. How do I deal with the outside stuff? How do I deal with the stuff that comes with that? We aren't conditioned to come with that. Remember, I told you when when my when my body remember everything's everything. So when when my body because I don't come from people who have had the problem of of too many calories, you know, I have no ancestors that were like, yeah, I'm going vegan. Like I've had none of that. They were just trying to eat, uh, and since I don't come from that lineage, because I was putting in way more calories than than I was burning out. I didn't gain weight like people who might come from a, a more affluent lineage. I look instantly nine months pregnant, or going through progressing through each trimester um, as as I gain more. <laughs> as I gain more, and I'm surrounded by liars who are like, "Bro, you look great. I, how could that be possible?" How could it be possible if I have to like unbuckle my pants to sit that like how could it be you look amazing how is that possible but but recognizing it you know asking for the advice that you know the answer to like hey do I yes if you got to ask yes you know the answer advice is what we ask when we already know the answer but wish we didn't right and so so um recognizing that recognizing that we don't come from that well turns out that we also nobody nobody on earth genetically comes from unless you're actual royalty genetically comes from an excess of monetary things we we never had growing up me growing up in my lifetime billionaires didn't exist until like the drug cartels and then theory of billions and then actual billions started existing. Did I ever tell you guys what $1 billion is? So you guys know when, when you hear these numbers, what it actually is. So if you had a billion dollars just in your room, never mind interest. Everyone's getting interest. They're in bank accounts. They're being, if, if never mind interest or anything else, if you just had a billion dollars in cash sitting in a room, you could spend over $86,000. Every day. So you have a billion dollars of cash sitting in a room and you just keep grabbing cash every day. You could, this $1 billion, you could spend over $86,000 a day for 30 years. That's $1 billion. So when you throw around numbers like, oh, that's multi-billion, that's multi-billion, just know how much that actually is. That's an insane slip on, slip on a banana peel amount of money. Most of us will never have to be concerned with that. But some people get really close. And even knowing that, when you first make contact with what a million dollars is, you're just like, this is such an obscene amount of money. The, the stuff that comes with that, the, the things, and I know that in my own life, again, the way I, I handled money, the way I handled calories, <laughs> not great because you don't come equipped from that. So as we, every single one of us who are sitting on, on technology that couldn't even, 
if you tried to explain the internet to Plato or Aristotle or an airplane, they'd think you were nuts. Tesla wouldn't think you're nuts, but he would also be chewing on his shoe while he didn't think you were nuts. So it would be a, everyone would think there's two nuts having a conversation. But, you know, it's it, when we when we encounter these things and you have to come up with strategies, there's too much food going into my body and it all tastes amazing. That's not something any of our ancestors really had an issue with. And so we have to come up with the with the the strategy because it is something that is not in our genetic library, something that is not in our cellular memory, nor in our genetic memory. That is not a thing. We don't need help with sex and that, you know, you notice how like getting food isn't something. There's no books on like how to be hungry and want sex. There's no books <laughs> on that because nobody needs help with that at all. Zero people need help with that. And because that we that we are we have an entire library of genetics built on that. Survive and eat, you know, survive and eat and procreate. There are no books that that are like, oh, just how to just be hungry for food. There's no that. <laughs> none. None. And so we do need the the help with that. And so your friends will need it. You'll need it. I need it. We all need those things. If you have clients, they need it. We all need that help. And and that help comes back to having a plan. I I am a a strong believer in having a plan. I have a plan for everything. It looks very similar to if I was going to a grocery store, that same list. I know what happens when I embark on a journey to the grocery store without a list. Same thing happens when you embark on your life's journey without a list. Um, it, it make Behavior's math. How you do anything is how you do everything. And if you think that you can make an expensive mistake and waste your time going to a grocery store without a list, imagine imagine what you do in your life without the list steph are you around yeah melissa right you end up with chocolate peanut butter cake <laughs> you absolutely you absolutely end up with that as all as all so americans good. should as i grabbed that cake a small chant was in my head <laughs> usa us it was a patriotic thing melissa that i was actually did i did it for the troops there it is. It was cake for the troops. <laughs> oh, no. I saw this Burger King commercial that was about New Year's resolutions. and basically It was, was a Burger King commercial about yeah. resolutions? Like, oh, we know you have New Year's resolutions, but look at this burger and these oh, really? the bacon on the burger. And they're like, yeah, maybe next year. And I was like <laughs> That's so like an AA commercial that. calling you a quitter. Yeah. Hey, quitter. I guess weird. you're gonna stop, huh, punk? Just that did that really? That's exists. That's weird. That's funny. Yeah. Do you, do you, in watching TV, do you ever do you ever get the behavioral habits of videos? I don't know how many videos you watch, but in watching TV, sometimes when I'm just watching live TV. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the thing to be. I can press skip ad. <laughs> no, I have an ad blocker on my computer, so I don't see ads. Oh, I would ask you, but then that's that yeah. sounds like some crazy shit Melissa does. That's <laughs> I can't I guess too much stuff. That's too much stuff. But you know, it's like um this <laughs> that Burger King Burger King went full savage on yeah. that. I wanna actually see that commercial because that is funny and rude at the same so time. So rude. But they know how easy it is. Like everyone makes the resolution with their mind mm -hmm. and that's the easiest part. 
the easiest part is making it with your mind. We all want better. That's why the, the self-help industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. We all want something better. We are designed to evolve, right? We are designed to evolve. So the thought process is there. We want better. We want healthier. If you're in a shitty relationship, you want, you want it to be better. If, if, there's, if there's anything you want different, if you want to be more fit, you want to be a better parent, you want to be a better friend, you want to be a, a better humanitarian, whatever it is. The desire to do that is always going to be there. We are evolving a species that has that, again, that paradigm of thought where we name ourselves and we, and we inspect the small percentage of data we're allowed to inspect, and we call that the life experience. We have this, and we project this way, and it's beautiful. But doing it, doing it is a completely different story, and it's the, the veil of of action is so thin it is so thin because we are so habitual because we construct our lives in such a way that one slight thing that changes it throws it off completely and then so you're like well i could eat this salad or i could make this but if for just today i knock out what i usually do and just grab it on the way home I then don't have to be late for this. And, and, and so your brain helps you with that decision. It's like, yeah, because your brain doesn't want to work hard because it's got you in a good flow. It, it's got you going, wow, it's Friday already. It has you not even experiencing any of the days of the week. And so it's, it's doing its job. But for us to change, the, the veil of that change is so, uh, is so thin that, that when we do try to do it, any little thing will knock it off. I, I remember I, I put up a, a post of, uh, it, it was like it was like a door that was locked with like a cheese doodle. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, this is when I'm not letting those bad habits back. You know, it's, it's <laughs> so thin. I think people got mad at me for that one for whatever reason. But uh, the cheese doodle was orange, whatever the reason was. But um, it, it's the veil so thin. That did a uh, side note on social media. Facebook changed. Yeah. And so the pace of Facebook's a little slower. The reach is bigger. So the interesting thing with the change, the reach is bigger. So now the reach is steadily at like 20 million people mm -hmm. per, per, per day. But the 20 million people aren't the people who were seeing it before. <laughs> Yeah. Like finally the the other folks are starting to see it and we're hearing messages like, Hey, welcome back. So glad. Wow, you've been gone forever. And it's like, wait, no, but then getting messages from people like, Hey, do you post still? Like, yeah, every day, multiple times. Um, so have patience with Facebook. They're they're trying to I'm not sure what they're trying to do, but again, we're you know, they, they offer the platform, so we have to kind of adjust with them and make the most out of it. And when we do, I'll, I'll probably go back to doing some lives and stuff like that so that uh, more people will see it. Yeah, you know, Melissa says, I see a post from 18 hours earlier, but not current day. That's 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 the thing, that's your newsfeed. The algorithm isn't making you see our posts. So if you want to see like the daily updates, you're just gonna have to either go to the page. Yeah, you'll have to go to the page. Um, 
just make sure that you, when you do see a post, you like it or comment. Or like participate in some way. Yeah, and and then they sent me a message that was like, hey, you know, on other pages, if you write in comments, like if you're like, hey, thank you or have a great day, it'll, it'll, it'll show your comment, but it'll also say follow. That's a great way to get new people. I think it's also a great way to annoy everybody. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's a great way to annoy everybody, but Facebook is doing what they do. They must have something figured out. Um, and as long as again, we stay consistent sharing things and being a little wise, it's, it's so funny how, um, how the environment has changed and stuff. You and I had a conversation. I said, isn't it interesting how just a, a, a few years ago, a few years ago, when we would post the, the, the younger poetic, more Steve stuff that's, you know, there's nothing more rare nor more beautiful than a woman, dot, dot, dot. How it used to just get like, I was like Elvis on a stage when, when you guys would post that. And now it's like, you piece of, yeah. you don't tell me what beautiful is. Yeah. And then also when you post the side by side, uh, young military Steve with current day. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, hey, thanks for your service. Great. Uh, and now it's like, you be a militant. <laughs> so what what can we post? Hey, relationships are really important that you stay, uh, you do your best and you stay strong. Some people can't. Uh, Jesus, what Everybody. would you like me to do? What yeah. would you like me to do? But uh, it is fun. And again, uh, I think... I think it been the reason why our numbers go up is because it, because we do live in in the the era of victim olympics. Mm-hmm. Facebook doesn't care. Uh they just want numbers. So they do they are trying to have find balance between um the posts being too negative or too outrageous or whatever, but they do want people commenting and arguing. Yeah. They'll they'll love them commenting and arguing about sports if possible, or or you know relationship stuff if possible. They're they're, they're obviously steering away from politics because that gets literally violent. But yeah, um, I think that that's why they're doing those algorithms. So maybe we'll be a little more edgy. Maybe you and the team will finally uh, post some of the stuff that I feel like is a little ribby. It's a little ribby. <laughs> um, so maybe some of those, uh, especially if posed in, in questions. Yeah. I found a way to be sneaky. Now, I'll tell my secret plan to all of you <laughs> and the all the people who listen to this. But um, I feel like if you make just statements, then it's it, it's not received well. But if you ask it in the form of a question, uh, yeah. then people will still attack you. Um, but most of the people will converse or argue or state their opinion on the question. and so. I want to do it that way because there's a lot of ideas, especially, you know, whispers, whispers of genius, echoes of madness ideas that I want to put out there just to have the conversation, things that nobody talks about similar to, um, um, similar to our, our porn show, similar to our narcissist show, you know, those type of things. I think we, we cover on topics that most people don't, don't like to talk about or aren't comfortable talking about, but it's a, it's a thing that we all pretend isn't a thing, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about, we, none of us pretend the narcissism thing isn't a thing, right. but looking at it all angles um, isn't something that most people talk about. Uh, and it's, it's not a new thought process. It's just an old thought process applied to today. Lao Tzu in The Art of War said, hey, 
be careful not to become everything you hate. Don't become your enemy. And so we do have to look at that. Something that's in the book where I refer to as emotional loan sharks. We've got to make sure that we're not on that on the loan shark end of it. And so, and, and recognizing when someone is holding, is your emotional loan shark and you didn't even realize it. It helps you let go sometimes. When, when, when you recognize, and, and I keep wanting to say this, but I get caught up in the hilarity of life sometimes in these conversations, but I keep wanting to say it. I don't just change people's names on my phone and, and, and label them differently because I'm an asshole. I do it because aside from <laughs> point number one, I do it because it does help. It does help. Um, perspective is everything. So sometimes our pain isn't caused by what's real. Our pain's caused by the label we place on it, which makes it real. And so when I'm able to change them to an emotional loan shark or to an etch-a-sketch or to a, a plunger or to the Titanic, right? I, I'm able to put a perspective label on it that helps me move on. Sometimes, it, sometimes we're all that character in Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. Where he, where, where she's like, like a million to one. He's yeah. like, oh, so you're saying there's a chance, you know? So sometimes we're all that character, and someone who has been, who, who is a taker and abusive and mean and inconsiderate, and 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 cheating and all the things that people do to us in relationships that that signify their character that we, because we don't label it right, confuse it for our worth. We. We keep allowing because we're like, so you're saying there's a chance. And we realize, hey, this is just an emotional loan shark. Hey, this person is just a taker. Uh, and they've learned that that if they're um, if they take, 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 and they see right when you're about to, you know, they know your worth, but hope you don't. And right when they see you're about to discover I'm I'm better than this shit, they throw you that little bone. They throw you that little bone that gets you back and you're good again until the next time. And, and until you relabel it, until you change that, that perspective, you, you won't have the power to let go. Because if you keep the old outdated perspective, you feel like you're letting go of something that's going to be great. And it's never going to be great. And when you realize that, when you when you when you show one of the one of the things or or uh, one of the posts is is a, a picture of dead plants, and and the reason why those people are dead plants is to remind me to stop fucking watering them. So many of us are watering dead plants, and and it's thinking that there's going to be some sort of miracle, and there isn't. The miracle is when you walk away because most people don't. That's the miracle. The miracle is that you escape with more time left, with more than just scars. The, the miracle is when, when you aren't swallowed up by bitterness. The miracle, it, it's, it's again, back to the jujitsu training. The miracle is, is, isn't that you're going to get better. You're not going to get better. The miracle is if you escape this without getting worse. And so I really think that that's a, um, uh, it's a good way to look at it. And it's a good, it's a good way to, uh, to recognize when you need to move on. 
is was what label would you place on this person and 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 um and their role in my life because some people are are great for for everybody else and the relationship they have with you is unhealthy and that's again avocados avocados for me it's, it's again it, to everyone else it's literally i could pick up a magazine and it's like the superfood avocado it's poison to me that sucks for me mm-hmm. but i have to recognize that that's the poison to me it, it's i'm allergic that sucks i'm allergic but to argue with that reality like i did for a couple of years only leads to pain literally uh and there are people who who are that for you as well there are people in situations that are situations that you've outgrown um situations that you've outgrown that you are being so stubborn uh, in in recognizing that you've outgrown it like i was telling you earlier about my behaviors behaviors that that got me through my teens and 20s you know I, I, even through my teens like i was saying I, I i developed a really great plan for a clear path to summer school what, what do you think this dummy was like in summer school? Do you think I was I was regretful? No, I was the same. Ah, oh, summer school! Ah, it's just it's just more people in less clothing and, and paying even less attention because it wasn't like air conditioned schools. It was just hot Long Island school. It's hot as hell, and whatever poor teachers. Now I look at it totally different. Now I'm like, whatever poor teachers who are like, yeah, I'll do summer school because for whatever reason, like they don't want to be there. They they have to have to choose. You know, I'll do it. And then they're trying to get in a hundred degree Long Island weather. They're probably like, no, really, the glass menagerie. It's amazing. <laughs> Is it amazing? And so so it's just not uh again that kind of thing. Had I known then what I know now, how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, you know, the again with my mom saying that that translation that she would say, you know, the lazy person works twice. And it's like, shit, if I had just been able to apply that. It's not that they didn't say it. It's like what Dawn was saying. It's not that they didn't say it. You know, I think I had people giving me advice. Of course I did. Not only did I have people giving me advice, I had my own parents and uh, uh, family members and teachers look me like dead in the eyes and say, like, dude, you are so freaking smart. It's crazy. And you don't care. That's even crazier. And, and I, of course, good old Rico Suave, knew, knew too much for everybody. <laughs> what do you know? I'm Rico Suave. Are you kidding me? Have you seen my spiky hair? <laughs> I rocked spiky hair back in the day. I got to find a high school. But I rocked that shit like Ivan Drago, but, but the, the Italian Chilean version <laughs> of Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago, I would have been rock that shit uh ready to do the running man at any given moment in my cavalry jeans in any given moment ready to bust out some some uh some dances but and again that was awesome until it wasn't until i was doing push-ups in lackland air force base two months after graduation like huh turns out maybe should have cared a little bit because now <laughs> I've done 400 push-ups and been called every name in the book, and it's only 6:30 a.m. <laughs> Today's going to be a long day. 
don't, don't, that's, stop. You're causing me flashbacks to my earlier life when I taught summer school. Jeez. Now would not do that with a 10 foot pole. No money in the world is worth it. And it's like, that's, I look at it so different with being an adult and knowing like, again, like when Dawn's doing this, she's younger than I am now when she's doing this summer mm-hmm. school stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like these are just people in their 20s, maybe 30s, just like, oh man, I'm going to do summer school, pick up a couple extra dollars for all the kids. Like they want to be a teacher and they want to help. But in summer school, you know, you're going to the kids that don't give a shit. Like, you know, there's no one there. It's like, oh, you know, they're just educationally challenged. No, because they help those kids. I didn't want to be helped. So I would just not show up, ride, walk, or literally crawl, crawl out of a, a window. And so you go to summer school for that. And in the end, my lesson learned was, was not there because I just kept going. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I was a summer school regular. And that was, uh, and that, was that. And, and it was just um, if I had known then to build better behavior patterns. And fortunately, you know, the, the blessing and the curse of those first couple of months of the military was that it all did come together. Where, where the stuff I was reading at home as a kid that wasn't in school, the stuff that was a little bit more insightful. Um, and you, you talk about synchronicity and rejected, redirected and all those, that perspective when you're able to pull back, I would have never been able to, to put together your parents are immigrants. Your dad's a basically at the time, uh, a little, little more than a day laborer. I'm sure at some points he was a day laborer. I, I don't know. And he's not the easiest guy to talk to. So I, I don't, um, I, he's a tough, He's like taglines. If you ever talk to my dad, he just, he, he gives like taglines and he talks to you for about, you have about four seconds. There's like a window. It's like launching the space shuttle. When you talk to my dad, it's between, it's between like something happening in soccer that, that he's watching 100%. For some reason, there's soccer for 24 hours a day. I don't know. But if you try to catch him, he's watching soccer. Look at these goals. And then someone's always scoring. I don't know what he's watching. But anyway, he'll say, like, I'll try to engage in conversation. Anyone who knows me, I'm, I'm always, I, 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 I really, I have a visceral reaction to what's going on. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? I have a visceral reaction. The greatest way for me to never want to talk to you is like, hey, how's it going? That's the easiest way for me not to want to talk to you, but because the, the, it's so laborious before you get to an actual conversation. So with my dad, I'm like, hey, how crazy is it? I might just say to him, like, how crazy is it from when you got here to like what your life is now and like your kids, like how crazy is it? Do you ever like sit back and look at that? And he'll say something like, hey, Steven. A brush and a hammer. That's what I have when I come here. A brush and a hammer. I'm like, yeah, painting and building. But like, do you ever look back and just like, who knew that even this would exist? I mean, really, you probably just wanted to feed your family, but to have this life and to have traveled the world. And a brush and a hammer. All right. Well, that was cool. I got a brush and a hammer out of it. And so he's, she's hard to, to, to get into those conversations, but you do, you do realize that if, if you, if I had realized at that time that not only is this guy here, not only did he come with my mom, not they had like the, 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 the coolest story also 
in the sense that they had a long distance relationship in which the internet didn't exist. It was airmail, you know, like the colored edges airmail. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Like they had that. And th- it was almost two years that they were just letters, just airmail letters. Wow. And they had a plan and stuck to that shit. That's really badass. Um, and so, you know, he, he, he did this. And if, it, if he hadn't done that, and if he hadn't had such a good work ethic, you know, you have him do whatever he would do it. He had such a good work ethic, has such a good work ethic. Uh, and if one of his clients didn't die and the, you know, his wealthy clients didn't die and they didn't say, Hey, can you just grab those books out of the library and throw them wherever? And then he didn't decide, let me, even though we have barely any room for anything, let me just bring these book, books home to the children, right? And so it, it, if he hadn't done that and if I hadn't been bored and my mom didn't have a rule that I wasn't allowed to go play outside until a, a reasonable time, I had always been an early riser. And my mom um, would always say, you know, even through your teenage years, she said it was so great because you never needed a curfew. You just put yourself to bed around eight o'clock. You're like, and I'm done with today. <laughs> so your challenge was the opposite. It was finding out what to do with you between four in the morning and eight in the morning, because I would want to go outside and like kick a ball or something like that. She'd be like, the neighbors don't want you kicking a ball at six in the morning. So she would have me do uh, things. And so one of the things she would have me do, is she'd like, go, go look through the books. And meanwhile, now when I think of it, she was probably half asleep. She's like, this dude mm-hmm. just, he's just that creepy ghost kid that just standing <laughs> at my bed when I open my eyes. Like, holy shit. And he's just like, hi, mom. Good morning, mom. Hi, mom. Good morning, mom. She's like, dude, it's four a.m. What's wrong with you? Why can't you be like every other kid and I have to drag you out of bed before school, not you're halfway done with your day before school. So I'd be like, hi, mom. Good morning, mom. And, and I could, I could remember distinctly remembering times where I, I scared the shit out of my parents because I would just be standing at the foot of the bed. Like <clears throat> my mom be like, what the hell? you know, so it would be, it would be, it would be funny, but my mom would go like, Hey, she would tell me, go read this, go teach me a class later. Like she'd have me go prep for a class. And it was really like her version of shut up and go color, <laughs> but go look through the books. And I would find these books and if it hadn't been for that and reading those books, I wouldn't have gained the, the what I call wisdom or the preparation for wisdom. If I hadn't read Twain, Emerson, Thoreau, Plutarch's Lives, but Plutarch's Lives gives perspective of different people from their perspective. That's nuts. That's mind theory coming to a nine-year-old. And so if I hadn't look, uh, looked at that stuff, I wouldn't have ever been prepared for when it kicked in when I was, when I was 18. And found myself for the first time tested, not not hey you're in a wrestling practice and in, in, in high school and you're tired, but after this you go home in an hour. Tested, you just woke up. You're scared. You're you're hungry. You're tired. You're you're in a place that that you don't recognize. Um, you know, te- San Antonio, Texas is as different from Long Island as you can imagine. And when you're 18, for sure, um, first of all, they have these birds walking around that are actual roaches, but they look on Long Island, they're, they're the size of birds, you know? And so it's like these things, just these critters just walking <laughs> around. And I'm like, what on earth is that? And it's just, you know, you, you just recognize you're in a different place. 
uh, surrounded by military, you know, career military people who are training you. It's not the young ones. It's it's the it's the ones who have been in there for a while. So you're you're a a boy, who's legally an adult, but you're a boy uh, being trained by men who are training you in their mind, and they make it clear to you, in their mind, they want to rest assured that in combat, if they see your face next to theirs, they're not worried. I feel safe if I see you next to me. And they, they teach that to each other. If I see that you're sergeants, you know, one of Sergeant so-and-so's troops, I know you got this. I know you've been through hell. I know that that combat will be easier than any of the training you went through. And they had those things, you know, those, the more you sweat in peace, the more you, the less you bleed in war. And they had these things. So they, they bring you through these things. And, um, and right away, I was not emotionally equipped for it because I hadn't experienced anything like it. But I didn't realize that I was psychologically equipped for it because I had read from great thinkers and I had begin, I had begun to process my own thoughts like that. And that helped me emotionally, psychologically helped me emotionally and helped me behaviorally. And in that month or so, there was a transformation again from a kid who the only guarantee you had was that he was going to go to summer school um, to to not only experiencing Texas for what it is, but for considering it the place of my rebirth. Uh, this version of me was born in Texas, 100%. And um, to know that by the end of training, and I still have those messages and I still get them from people, uh, this many years later, by the end of basic training and definitely through police academy, I was the dude helping other people. Hey, Maraboli, I remember you sitting on the bunk. It was like bays of bunks. And it was like, hey, I remember you at night sitting on the, on the bunk and just walk, talking us through, uh, talking us through, uh, the day and talking us and getting us prepped for, for the next day, letting us, uh, you were doing, um, what, what I would eventually call funeral for the day, uh, you were doing, you were bringing us through and, and, and it's like, wow, I had forgotten about that until I received so many messages that I was doing that. I said, that's, that's where this, this version of me was born, uh, and getting to, to, to that point. But again, I would have never known all of those things individually. Wow. My parents are immigrants. Wow. My dad's akin to a day laborer. Wow. His client died. Now all these, crusty old boxes are in uh, uh in my closet you know wow my i gave up before my parents if i would have never been able to piece all that together i should have done better in school as i'm dragging my face doing a low crawl uh through dirt uh waiting to get up to to shoot my rifle uh i should have done better in school i should have listened i none of that uh i would have understood until until you get the perspective and say well this is Everything those people write about, those 20 million people who are messaging, hey, your words got me through. Hey, you're, hey, hey, that came from that. None of those stories pleasant individually. 
And that's why I said the wisdom comes from the scars. And so as we endeavor through January and, and endeavor in this year, I, I keep that in mind. I keep those behavioral processes in mind that I let slip at the beginning of a of pandemic and quarantine that I picked up now um, that I'm, I'm, I might be more fit than I was before the pandemic at this point. And so, and, and again, making those adjustments, how you do anything is how you do everything. It's not, it's not where I am or what's going on around me. Take, you know, the universe always gives you the opportunity to follow your own advice. Right. And so it's not, it's not where I am. It's not what's going on around me. It's who I am. And if I'm here or on Mars, if there's a pandemic, if I was in Florida where apparently nothing's going on, as opposed to being here when we're in basic lockdown, or if we're in California where they're in a deeper lockdown, they found a way to be more locked down than the lockdown. And, uh, or if you're in Texas or if you're in wherever, it doesn't matter. I'm going to stay in my behavioral habits. If I have more options available to me, I, in my behavioral habits, will exercise those options, uh, if not. And, and so I brought that back. And I think that as we in, uh, navigate through that, through relationships, through our own uh, relationship with food and our endeavors, I think it's really, really important to remember the strength comes from us and to pay attention to, the, Steph, what you said earlier about the, the, the uh, Burger King commercial. Pay attention to the Burger King commercials of your life. Pay attention to those fucks out there that are like, hey, but what about you? Oh, you think you're this? Or you? What about what we used to do? And it's like those those are the Burger King commercials of your life. They're gonna bring you back. They try those are the those are the plungers. They try to bring you back, and not for your benefit, not for your benefit at all. They're sitting in their jail cell, their psychological jail cell, and they want company. And and they see you escaping and and and. The weird thing about humans in perspective is initially most of them, unless they're just really good people, um, mo who have usually been through a lot, those are the good people, most of them, when they see you flying high, they see it in comparison to themselves, not for you. So they see you high for one second and then see themselves low. And they realize they could either rise or cut your ass down. And you know who's who and what's what. You know who's going to pick what. There's a, there was a, a book a book um, that I read again as a kid uh, that was called the Zen. Zen in the Martial Arts, it was called. Um, and it was talking about different – it was just different stories. It was, it was a short book. Um, it was just different stories, and uh, back then it was like '80s, so a lot the word enlightenment and those type of words are being thrown around a lot. Um, uh, this is when like it's the heavy, uh, the heavy wake of like the Ram Das era, right, where the Eastern philosophies are starting to permeate into our Western culture, like in a marketing way. And so this book was really good. Um, and this is a guy who trained with Bruce Lee, and and was really just putting, um, talking about conquering haste, and it is some good some good psychological and emotional lessons in it. One of the conversations was him talking, uh, a, a story that he's telling was he's talking to a martial arts uh, instructor and they're talking about taking shortcuts and, and, and recognizing the basics of human behavior. They weren't using that terminology, but that's what they did. And so the martial arts master says to the student, 
he said he draws a line of of um chalk a chalk line on on the ground and so he draws the line and he says to the student uh how do you make that line shorter and so the student naturally is like oh well you can you know you can cut it here you can use scissors you can fold it uh, there's a, there's a lot of ways you can make it shorter and and the teacher said yes and then he grabbed the chalk and the master drew another line next to it that was longer and he says well now how does that make the first line look and he said shorter he said you see if you focus on that you are forced to cut to that you are for, forced to take an aggressive act against something where if you just focus on yourself and lengthen your line you do that. There's a, a, a piece in that, that one of the bunch that I'm writing for our blog system that we'll be using with Facebook, uh, where I talk about this and I use it in the evolve slash dissolve, like evolve to dissolve. Like, so you evolve your behaviors, you evolve your plan, you evolve your mindset and you dissolve all the bullshit that you thought was keeping you down. When you evolve, what dissolves? Bullshit friendships, bullshit relationships. The greatest way to dissolve some of the things that we think poison us and hinder us and weigh us down is to evolve. It's kind of like that 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 uh, thing where you know no need to cut people off, just grow. They'll fall off. You know, it, it's like that. Evolve to dissolve, and I think that that's um, something I definitely fine-tuned during these and uh, in, in one of the ways that the the things that i hated the most um was you, you all know how much i love new york yeah you know, I, I you all know i think it's 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 palpable the love i have for the city but during this pandemic in the beginning i was like oh, but What's New York when you're not allowed to do anything? And now the cold's coming. Like, what is this? And it's like, what? Um, but because it was like that, I was, I was forced to evolve, forced to make changes, forced to think things, even structure business differently, forced to do all those things. And, um, and it dissolved a lot of the unhealthy ideas I had about myself where I'm from, who I am, and recognizing that the, the truth is the reason, the reason that I, for so many years, feel at home everywhere, um, everywhere that the sun shines a little warmer, especially. Um, but there's no, there's now I've, I've spoken in over, in over 30 countries. And, yeah. and I've never, I've never been to a country in which I didn't feel like I'm from here. These are my people, even in Australia, where I'm, I'm up to the knee of the average person because they're all 19 <laughs> feet tall. Um, it's so funny. I have pictures in Australia. So I, I'm a regular sized person. Yeah. I'm not tall. I'm not short. I'm a regular sized person, like here in the United States. Mm -hmm. For some reason in Australia, I'm not. For some reason in Australia, like a fourth grader, six two, and I I don't know why that is, but it's so true. It's so true. It's like it, it, everybody. It's just so funny. So I would take pictures at these meetings. I would hold these events, and uh, and then I take a picture afterwards, and I'd be like, <laughs> what? The, 
I'd be like, hey, everybody, I promise you where I'm from, I'm regular. No one's like, dude, you're small, dude, you're tall. Nobody ever says that. I'm here and geez, like what's happening? I don't know why, but it's just funny. It's just funny. But every country I've been to, and I want to say it's over 30, but it's at least 30. Um, I've never felt out of place. I've never felt. And I think that's why it resonates. The things that, that we all talk about here. Uh, you could you could play in any country, uh, in any language, and and it would it would absolutely resonate. And so, I think that recognizing that about myself, what makes me me, and 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 where am I strongest is having that thing coming from the inside. And and even for someone who's been talking about that for twenty something years, we we have to be reminded and recognize the times that life gives us the opportunity not only to talk about it, not only to act on it, but to really be it, to really be it and to say, okay, let me evolve out of these hindering thoughts. When I can go back to the gym, then, brother, that's awesome. You know, talking to myself, brother, that's awesome that you're able to join any gym you want to join. You can do privates, you can do whatever. Cheers to you. But when that's closed, who are you? When that's closed, you just sit and eat and wait. That's not that's not you, and that's not what you tell everyone else to do. So shut your mouth and let's do it. And it's exactly what I did. And again, you find, you know, you find I had to find that flat broke 18-year-old. And just say, all right, listen, I have to. I have to be that. I have to find my way through there and not not um, rely on so many outside things. And now it really helped me. And had this not happened, again, perspective, had this not happened, um, I'm now probably more fit than I was when I had all of that. Uh, and side note, anyone entering jujitsu tournaments anywhere in the United States of America this year Stay the out of my division because <laughs> you're going to get mauled. Yes. I am going to be a problem <laughs> to any human in my bracket. Just run immediately. Um, and so it, it, it's, a, it's something that I had to find. I had to find that soldier. I had to find that mindset. I had to find that genetic predisposition. I had to find within me the the day labor. I had to find within me uh, the 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 mom uh, who was smart enough to adjust for her kids. The mom who was at the same time a top Avon lady who was at top, you know, while never skipping a meal. Any of the things that would would at the time as a kid qualify her as my mom, like what moms do. You know, you don't realize it as a kid. You just notice when the shit they do isn't done. You know what I mean? Like, it, you don't you don't notice your mom until like dinner's not ready, and you're like, "Where's mom?" Like, it, it, as a kid, that's what they are to you, and it's and it's it, it never missed it. And I look back, and 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 at the same time, you're doing these other things and helping my dad with his stuff. You know, while, while he while he he went from being akin to a day laborer to in the 80s, running a really successful uh, general contract. He, he worked away, all the way up to becoming a general contractor. 
And who ran his business? My mom. Wow. And here he's working on million-dollar homes. He's got these huge contracts. Killed it in the 80s. And my mom, while I don't, I don't know, and I never heard her talk about it, and I talked to my mom a million times. I don't know. I've never heard her talk about it. I don't know that she ever went to school. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know. I, her, her life was really shitty. And so I don't think she went to school at all. I think that her like family, she wasn't raised by her mom. She was raised by her mom's siblings. I feel like they used her as like an indentured servant. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, she, I don't think that she went to school. But she ran a huge construction company in the 80s That's while having two absolutely insane kids, absolutely wild and non-listening kids. Um, and keep in mind, my mom was like four foot 11. She's this little thing mm-hmm. who will knock your ass out. Just say the wrong thing. She's waiting for it. She will <laughs> knock your ass out. And so... Um, Doing that while being the top Avon lady person, while her and her friends are coming over for these Tupperware parties, and just everyone's, it's really just drink wine with your friends' parties. But it was just when you think of that, I had to, I had to summon that. I had to summon the the parents, the love that they had. Call you listen, call my dad what you call him. Dude made a plan with a woman he loves and stuck to it. Mm-hmm. Stuck to it. You know, so he and and they they were only married forty years because she died. That's it. And I told him, "Geez, maybe, maybe five years after she died, I I was, I I was saying something to him. Oh no, you know what? I wasn't saying anything to him. He said to me, um, uh, 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 Stephen is." It's Mama and I, forty-five year anniversary. And I was like, "Oh wow, that would have been forty-five years. That's, a, that's amazing. That's really something to be proud of, Dad." Here's a, a moment, and he gets mad at me. Of course, he said, "Would have been." She is my wife, and it has been forty-five years. Uh-huh. Oh uh-huh. shit! So I had to summon that. That's where I come from. I had to summon that mm-hmm. to, to even in this in this era because life can make you softer or different or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Equip you differently. Yeah. Equip you differently, and so you have to adjust. Well, you don't have to adjust. You can sink. But for me, it wasn't an option. And for all of you that might be going through that, and you have to summon. That time that you got through what you had to get through, you know, whether it's, it's, you know, we've, we've talked about here in Dawn's uh, transitions. We, we've talked about some other transitions here, but when you, when you, even you with, with, with having to summon the no cigarettes, right? So just, just recognizing that we have to go back and, and, and summon what that was that got us through what we thought we weren't going to get through. Summon what it was that got us through the things that the people who want to see us fail were hoping to see us fail. You know, summon that thing that, that the people who bet against you were wrong. 
to summon that is a is a really really important thing to be able to do because you are that the reason i was able to summon that is because i never stopped being that you are what you are and you are them you are that you that version of you that's able to adapt and overcome you are that and and we travel through what we call time but it is it isn't time traveling through us it's we are traveling through that so you are going as you and the only time that gets compromised is we compromise it ourselves. And that's something I've done a bunch of times. It's a cycle. It's something I've done a bunch of times. But we get back up. We get back up with the hands we've been dealt. And we win. We play. We don't give up. We make the transition. We, again, who's who, what's what? Who's the Burger King commercial in our, in our lives? We pay attention to that. Who feels right? Who doesn't feel right? Why? If you can't figure out why exactly, but pay attention. Definitely put the flag there. Definitely put up some extra defense there. And, and pay attention to those things. And, and, and you, you move on. You just move on. Wow, I love that. Steph said good morning, and I did that I again. Did. That's okay. This is such a great conversation. It, um, it's, it's real because it, it's like the stuff that I write. It's, it's my life. Yeah. It's my life. And you can easily, it, it maybe for me, it wasn't a personal relationship this time, but it was a relationship nonetheless with my lifestyle. Come on, just go train with the world's greatest athletes. I'll just go get advice from the smartest people on nutrition. Of course. Mm -hmm. And I'll have them watch me. And whatever it costs, what it costs. It doesn't, that's nothing. I don't understand it. I don't even look at it. Well, what happens when all that turns off? Then what? You got to be on the ground again. 18. I start fresh. This is me. First of all, why is that? That's never coming back, by the way. You evolve and you dissolve. That's never coming back. Because guess what? Because I found comfort in that like i just said going back to to who what when where why how that created this version of me in san antonio texas i'm in better shape now than when i had the greatest minds helping me so that's never coming back i'm 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 uh by looking outside i was selling myself short and so you evolve and you dissolve. And so had it not been for this, and, and, and the reason I share it with all of you is because we're all that. So had it not been for XYZ that's happening in your life, then what? Maybe you can identify something that needs to be addressed and take those steps. It's not easy. That's what this situation, that's what this whole thing is about. It's not easy. And you take those steps and you make those adjustments and you ask around and you listen to something and you, you find out who did what and what adjustments they had to make. And you can, you can hear the authenticity in some people and you could hear the inauthenticity in other people. And you, you make those adjustments and you find that thing. 
you find that that anchor, you find that spirit, you find that power within you that you already have. You find that and you use that to propel you to the next level. I think that's the most beautiful thing we could do. Yeah, definitely. Denise says learning to go through life with gutter guards on and then learning to stay on the path without the gutter guards. It really is that. Yeah, it really is that. It's, and, and it's always a, a flow and adjustment. You mm-hmm. never, you never, whenever someone says they have it all figured out, run, run, run. Yeah. No, they don't. They have it less figured out than you do. Yeah. And, and just, you, you just, you make, you make those adjustments and and it doesn't, it's it should be so simple it should be so simple we were talking with dawn was it two weeks ago maybe a week ago whenever that last time that that you know dawn had her 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 a tremendous situation and still you had to make life adjustments and it didn't make the stuff that is now officially bad for you it didn't make it less less tempting or like and you had to change and find however you find it to make those adjustments i know people who who um, I told you is even what what drinking alcohol does to me and still have to make those adjustments to not do it when I crave it. I know people the same with their smoking, the same. They have like a half a lung left and they're like, but if I just, it's not even, they have in the US, they're still kind of, they're still uh, kind. Well, they just jack up the prices, right? But they're still kind of, they're still kind of, uh, uh, soft on the warning like hey this side note you know this, this might kill you in europe and stuff there's like a skull and crossbones there's a picture of like a half a lung there's a picture of like just a random dead baby somewhere they're like we're not even know if this has to do with smoking but take a look at this dead baby <laughs> like they don't care and they just put all these things on there and guess what people still smoking no it just how it goes so we know that that doesn't work any more than saying, Stephen, if you don't do your work, you're going to fail this class. You're going to have to stay after school. You're going to go to summer school. Guess what Stephen was doing? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so we have to find that way. We have to find um, that thing that gets us through. That thing that's going to bring us to the next level, that the ways that we can have the perspective and say, hey, um, this person's uh, a, an etch-a-sketch. As much as I want them to be something different, this is what they are. Uh, and this, this is what uh, changing. It's, it's, I don't have difficulty moving on because it's difficult to move on. I have a difficulty moving on because I still think I'm in the middle of this movie. And the credits rolled a long time ago. <laughs> No, they're coming back. It's an encore. It's it's not an encore. It's been over forever. It's been over forever. Sometimes those people, and it's sad. And it's it's sad when it happens to one person, but it's it's even more sad that you realize it's a human behavior because it happens to so many people. Where you're in that that relationship movie, and they're talking to you about it. No, there's an encore. I know it. I can't. Meanwhile, the other person has like been married for 10 years, has like five new kids. Like, and you're like, hey, bro, this shit's over. Like, it's, that's, it's done. Like, it's gone. And so you, you realize like it's, it's sad 
but when it happens to so many people, that's a, that's a human condition. It's a, it's a, it's experientially something human. And so we have to just pay attention to that. And what, what helps us relabel it, what helps us relabel it is having that perspective and saying, okay, every indication is that these plants are dead mm -hmm. and, and I have to stop watering them because I, I'm, I'm watering dead plants. I'm using water, my time, my energy. I, I'm, and if that was it, that would be even less of a tragedy. The tragedy is that you're staring at the plants going, I know, oh, oh, did that one, did that one move? The wind blew a little bit. <laughs> I think it's alive. It's trying to tell me something. I think this is a sign. Is this the sign? Huh? You think this is the one? I, th I think it's really just, it's like, it's this weird cryptic kind of message. <laughs> is it? Because especially when, when you're dealing with like exes, who are never cryptic when they're being abusive as shit. Mm -hmm. But you think when it's nice, that it's just this cryptic kind of, <laughs> no, here's the thing. When they want you to know something, you know it. There's no question. There's no question. Again, how you do anything is how you do everything. So it's those gauges of what we talked about the video games on, on the whatever show that was, where, where we talked about like, hey, how you view your sports. You know, person's always late for something or shows a radical disinterest, but they're like, I mean, I just, you know, I got this stuff going on. But how come you're never a second late for your sports and you know everything from the beginning to the end and who should know what play? And side note, if you wait long enough, and it's not that long, they will tell you not only where the players are lacking, but where the coaching is lacking. And sporadically throughout the five-year game, that some of these games are it takes five years for this game to be over they will also tell you wait for it where the referees are wrong it's amazing <laughs> it is absolutely spectacular how that works but at the same time you're seeing what they look like when they're interested and involved in something and then when they don't remember anything <laughs> or in a late to everything then it sucks, but you have to recognize like, hey, that's just how it, it, I don't know what they feel, but it's not how they feel when they're enthusiastic about something. And then you get to decide what what you want with that. Uh, Steph, you posted. Did you post the. Um, uh, what's that one? The fairy tale. What's the, the mm -hmm. famous quote from the fairy tale? I want love, passion, honesty, yeah, yeah, yeah. and companionship, that sex that drives me crazy, and conversation that drives me sane. Yeah, that one. So that's from fairy tale. I love that whole piece. Mm -hmm. and you always only post that quote. And I get it. I understand it. Once again, where I'm wrong, because whenever you would post a long piece, like two people were like, yay. <laughs> but when you just post that one quote, they're like, yeah. yes. And then the DMs. If the DMs, the DMs, when Steph posts that, it looks like, you know, when you pump gas and it just keeps it like this, that's what the DMs look like. Yep. Um, and so, but what's really interesting is the interesting DMs um, where they're saying like, well, what, how do you, how do you wait for that? And if they read the piece and not just the quote, mm -hmm. they would see it's not so much a waiting for it it's as much as it is cultivating it. But you, you cultivate it when, when 
it's easy to think in puzzle piece terms, like this is my puzzle piece. That's great. But sometimes you come in kind of damaged, right? So sometimes you have like your your guards up and sometimes relationships don't always, always end clean. I don't know that any end clean. So people do have their bumps and bruises and damages. So it's easy to think of puzzle pieces in one way, but but some of our puzzle pieces, if we can visualize this, is like you're almost like a maze. So you're like an impossible puzzle piece to piece because of all your damages and all this stuff and all these guards. So it's not something that just lands. You cultivate it along the way. So it's like these are the places that we're compatible. These are the places that are really important that we are compatible in. Now, within that, you open to conversations and stuff like that. You're, you're not in a 10-year relationship on the first day. Sometimes a person you meet might feel like you've known them forever, and that's great. That's a great indication. Let's start there. Someone who you introduce you to and they feel like home. Start there. Awesome. And then when you see like the things that, that fit for you, it's, it's great. The rest is cultivated. The rest is about trust. The rest is about listening and, 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 and um, again, seeing those behaviors seeing those behaviors and being honest about the behaviors. And this is what you look like when you're enthusiastic. This is when you look like towards this or that. And, and, and having that, that behavioral, is there a conversation? Yeah, you know what? Because I'm really not that interested in that. And if that's like a game changer for you, then that's amazing. Yeah, tell me now. So I can, hey, you're, we're great for other people. Um, other ways like, oh, I didn't realize. I thought that. And you can have these conversations where you dissolve you dissolve some of those extra rigid uh, booby traps and spikes. You know what I mean? Because a lot of a lot of us in and I told you I went through this. I went through this, and I was I was, you know, the the on on a date sitting across from me. She had no chance. She had none, zero, because I can't. I, I came as the uh, as a clean puzzle piece. But I had set a thousand booby traps for you. And you had to fall into one of them. You had to. And you know what it did? It helped my cowardly ass not have to deal with it. Because you disqualified yourself through my own booby traps. And so I knew it going in. You're not going to outsmart my booby traps. You're just not. And so I knew it going in and, and I always tell the joke, you know, I went on a thousand first dates and I never met any of those people because they would, but I would booby trap them into that. And so, so it probably some amazing people, uh, and lucky them run for your life. The guy across from you has got booby traps already. It's waiting for you to fail, run for your life. Whereas if you had gotten closer, Again, now I'm bleeding on you and you never cut me. And you're probably coming out of some shit also. You're like, why do I keep? Why is it? And I'm, I'm thinking you're the issue. You're thinking I'm the issue. Run for your life because I've set up these booby traps. Instead, had there been open conversations, hey, do you like this? Where you open conversation, you, you get the feel for the person, right? Then you can dissolve that other stuff and, and continue to monitor, if you will, compatibility for longevity or it doesn't have to be longevity. You don't have to be, it's not it's something I look for, but you could not want longevity. You could monitor for that. But to 
I think that that all takes time and cultivation. And, and Steph, when, what I used to say to you guys, when you, when you post that, sometimes it, it, and you post it out of the context of fairy tale relationships, the longer conversation, well, people will be like, yes, I want that, but it never happens. There's no good dudes out there. All the women suck. Like, and everyone just starts crapping on each other. They're setting booby traps because it's not true. It's not true because, because how many, uh, like I said, out of those women, how many were probably amazing? And I never saw it, never allowed it, and blame them. How many left that table saying, huh? That seems really complicated. Really complicated. Yeah, I made it complicated. I put you through a maze. A maze that you would never, you would have never gotten out of. Ever. Because I, I, I was, I was, um, I was betting against you. It was easier to lead you to a failure than to have to address my own crap. And so again, we evolve. And we dissolve. <laughs> we notice that about ourselves and, and we make those adjustments. And again, you say, hey, you could have missed out on, on great people. But again, for their sake, good. Because you would have been untangling things. You, didn't, you would have been paying emotional debts for shit you didn't do. And from, from a guy who speaks for a living. You know what a nightmare must be to argue with? A guy who speaks for a living just sets you up. I'm just waiting, waiting. I'm going to say this, this, and this. You're going to say this, and I'm out. I'll moonwalk my ass out of here. I just looped you up. And so what a nightmare I must be to argue with. And so they avoided all of that. And so evolve and dissolve. Yeah. And so as we recognize that about ourselves and especially when these relationships knowing what to cultivate and what to to pay attention to it comes with those perspectives of also pay attention when you're watering dead plants also pay attention to to what what plants take longer to grow depending on what you want a lot of people have because of literal fairy tales that you meet somebody and within you know a week or two weeks you're like oh they feel really good and we've all experienced that but forever is a friendship. Forever is the friendship. My, my, my parents, even their story, they, they got by in friendship and that they were in, in that bunker together, you know, in war together. They both had, I, we only really saw my mom because my, my dad worked 28 hours a day, but you know, um, they were in that bunker together. And so there was a, there's a camaraderie and friendship that grew there. Uh, and, and that in, in their culture, not that it doesn't exist in every culture, but in their culture specifically, there's an integrity that comes with that. And there's something that you don't, it is an integrity that you don't destroy with that. And so that's a friendship and respect thing, not a love thing. And a lot of times in, in, um, in relationships today, when it doesn't last forever, it, the reason it hurts and you're in fetal position crying and you're, you're, uh, you're bitter and you're angry and you're Alanis Morissette, you, 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 <laughs> the reason that's happening is because there was love and that hurts so much. But those don't fail because lack of love. They, they fail because of lack of friendship. You're lying, deceiving, cheating. You're doing that lack of friendship, lack of respect. It's not lack of love. 
Love's always there. It hurts. But it's the friendship that's for longevity. And so when you do engage in these relationships, sometimes recognize what plant you have. It might not be a dead one, but it might be one that doesn't grow and blossom in a week or a month. And maybe those long-term relationships take long-term grooming and you pay attention. You pay attention to how healthy it looks and feels. It is a process. It's not, it's not an arrival place. It is a process. Uh, when you listen to uh, uh, men and women speak, you'll often hear the distinction of that. And so I think the healthiest way is the journey of it, the process of it. That is a something that you are cultivating. You don't water a plant and it's alive. You're like, well, it's alive. I'm all set. No, because then it dies. And you behave in ways that it dies. It dies. And again, don't be surprised when you behave in a manner that poisons your relationship. You don't be surprised when it dies any more than you'd be surprised in any other way. So paying attention to that as we as we journeying in and paying attention to the evolve and dissolve, paying attention to the gauges, I think that are what, what will strengthen us not only this year, um, personally, professionally, and in relationships, but that will continue on. And, and something that you might have to come back to, like I had to um, these past couple of months where I really, um, I really had to relocate relocate an earlier version of myself uh, to adapt to uh, fixing the damage the later version of myself did. Yeah. Yeah. So what, we're about an hour and a half in. Are you guys good? Yeah, I'm all set. All right. I think I've heard enough and said no, enough. No, I mean, are you guys... What? What are you done? I'm, I'm saying, like, are you guys good to keep going? <laughs> I'm, if anyone has any questions, you yeah, feel free you to ask questions. a question. If you don't, then I'm out to find that Burger King commercial. <laughs> First thing I'm going to do. Because I think it's so rude. And also, what a great example for the who's who and what's what. Yeah. Like, as just this, like, as a, as a corporation, like, I get it. You're in business. But also, side note, you don't mean me well. Yeah. When you're acknowledging that when I make a resolution to be healthier and you're acknowledging that you are against that, you're, you're, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You would, you would get a different picture on my phone. Yeah. You would definitely get a different picture on my phone. I'd have to pay attention to that. But, um, could you imagine how rude if that cake company just sent me a message? They just hey. sent me a picture of that cake because I'm sure that Burger King commercial had like a million dollars worth of videos. Uh -huh. And that cake company's like, hey, but after all we've been through, <laughs> you said, you said, I wish I could have this every day. And here we are. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to find that commercial. I hope you all have a great day, a great weekend. Um, and we will be back Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and if you can, uh, share, like, comment, whatever on our Facebook so that more people see it. Um, more of the people who want to see it, see it because again, we're, we're finally reaching out to the, the, the people who kept asking why they don't see it. But now the people who are regular seeing it and participating always got left out. So, um, I, for me, it's, you know, Facebook's like, oh, they, those are fans anyway. Let's just get, you know what I mean? I, I don't like that. But I know it's also a pain in the ass to go to an actual page. It's like why Amazon yeah. does like the, the one click. 
Like yeah. who's got to click all kinds of clicks? <laughs> Why is this thing going to a different page? I got to go to all kinds of pages. <laughs> like we don't, we evolve so much that we don't see something in a hundred, what's 140 characters. We're like, nah, they had nothing to say. Look what I just said. I spent my whole life researching and like, I, you all know how much I love the UFO conversation because I have so many of my own theories and the CIA, this is like gold. The CIA dumps thousands of articles. And I'm like, nah, just wait for the nerds to read it. <laughs> Keeping myself out of that. <laughs> Keeping myself out of that. Of course, the nerds, I'll wait for the nerds to read it. And then they, uh, they'll share if there's any news in there. So I'll keep an eye out for that. But for now, Burger King co commercial. Yeah. Love you all. Catch you next time. Bye.